You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things are reproved, but all things that are reproved are made are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever do, doth make manifest is light. Verse 14, Wherefore, saith he, awake, uh, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, redeeming the time, because the days or evil. Well, I'm not sure, sure how to start this thing, but the, the, I guess the best way I could ask you is, is what time is it? It's late, right? When we take a look at, 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 at I mean, as Christians, we already know, we already know, I got to turn this thing on. See how I am? Okay. As Christians, and we're, if we're Bible reading Christians like we should be, and we're, and we're out there doing, we're reading and we're praying, we know it's late. We know it's late. We can tell we're in the last days. It doesn't take a genius to see that because it's all you got to do is look at the, look at the circumstances and, and the news around us, and we know that there's something, there's something about to happen. And you know what? I say, listen, as late as it is, if you, if, you, if, you, if you read with me in verse 14, it says, Wherefore, saith he, awake out of, what does it say? Awake, out of, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead. Paul's telling us that we need to wake up because time is, get, time is getting away from us. We as Christians have a duty we as Christians have a duty to walk, the Bible says in verse 15, circumspectly, we're supposed, to be, we're supposed to be walking wisely, we're supposed to be living a wise life, we're supposed to be enjoy, uh, uh, doing things according to the Word of God. That's, that's, that's what walking circumspectly is. That we realize what God's Word is saying, and we understand that, it, that it's important, and we understand that it, that it that our, um, our, our walk for the Lord has got to be proper because the days are short. The days are short. We need to realize, I, 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 I mean, I've read a number of books on, on time management, and I, and I have received help. However, the most valuable motivations and methods that are time management are right here in the Word of God. Read God's Word, and you'll, and you'll see all you need to see about time management. And I'm going to give you a number of things tonight to help you get a hold of your time. 
First, we have to realize, number one, we have to realize what time it is. Like I said, it's the last days. The Bible tells us in Romans 13, 11, it says, and know that, and, and that knowing the time, that now it is time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than we believe. We need to wake up, folks. We can't walk around in a daze just getting ourselves through life and hoping that everything works out in the end, that, that, that yet, you know, that while well, if you're saved, you're saved. But do you want to stand before God and ask, answer, answer to him for all the people that you could have talked to and dropped seeds to and because you, you didn't think we, need, we, we thought there was plenty of time? No. The Bible tells us in, in 2 Corinthians, you don't need to turn or you don't want to, but thought I had it marked, but I, I pro- I'd probably end up going to Nehemiah again. Second, uh, Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, it says, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and then in the day of salvation I have succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now, behold, now is the day of salvation. We don't have time later. We don't have time tomorrow because now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. We need to be. We need to make sure that we're saved. Of course, most of us here are saved. But listen, you know what? Well, let's just say this way: we have. We don't. It says in James chapter four fourteen. Says, "For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a, a little time and then vanishes away." That's us. I understand. That's us. But guess what? That's also those people that we're supposed to be witnessing to. Those are the same people. Their life is going to vanish away too. They're not going to sit around and wait for us. We need to talk to them. We need to witness to them now. It's important that we that we that we get up, that we begin walking. Bible says in verse fifteen, circumspectly wisely doing the right thing now because there are a lot of people out there that are depending on us. Everybody, everybody in this room has a sphere of influence around them. People that, people that they know that are close to them, that, that, that even casual acquaintances, but we have, we have, we have uh, people around us that, that we have influence on and we're supposed to use that influence for the cause of Christ. We're supposed to use it for the cause of Christ. And as, as the hymn says, just as I am, and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot. We need to make sure we're saved. We need, and we also need to time, uh, de- determine if we're, if we're wandering, wandering through life just waiting for the rapture that we say, as for me and my house, we, shall serve the Lord. We need, to, we need to make sure that our house is in order. We need to make sure that we are serving God with everything that we have. Not only, do, not only do we need to realize what time it is that 
that, that, that folks are dying and going to hell and, and, and we don't know, you know, for what is your life. But we need to realize also, like I said, the brevity of life. It says in Psalm 90, 90 verse 10, it says, The days of our years are three score and ten, and if by reason of strength they be four score. You know what happened last month, uh, month before last? I hit three score and ten. Boom, I hit the wall. Anything after that, anything after March 21st, 1949, or 2019, is a blessing. Guess what? God's blessed me with another day. And I feel so lucky. I feel so lucky. I, I, you know, I, I, I just jump right out of bed and I, and I, and I, and I go out and I run, I, I jog, a, I jog uh, uh, a half, a half marathon every morning and, and you don't believe that, do you? <laughs> I don't blame that. But anyway, it says that, we, that, that God's given us some time and we need to take, take advantage of the time because it, it's brief. We don't know. And, 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 in ver- and two verses later, it says in, in Psalm 90, verse 12, it says, Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Teach us to number our days. Help us to realize that every morning when we wake up, we just can't allow ourselves to wander through the day without any meaning, without anything going on. We need to, we need to be prepared for the day ahead. We, need, we, don't, we can't allow ourselves to waste any time. You know who the biggest waste of time was in the Bible? He was the prodigal son. He had it all. But the prodigal son wasted his substance on riotous living. He partied his life out. And pretty soon, he's, he's, feeding, he's feeding pigs to survive. We can't waste our life. I know, and I'm gonna. I'll, I'll be doing. I'll be talking about some other things that down, a little bit down further down. But um, we need to. We need to apply our hearts under wisdom. We need to. We, we need to count our each day as precious. We need to start each day in prayer. We need to start each day. Excuse me. Promising God, covenanting with God that you're gonna. You're gonna walk through this day, and you're gonna you're gonna be the you're gonna be the best possible witness you can be. I don't mean you gotta to talk to everybody. I'm talking that you just got, you just gotta live that Christian walk and allow yourself to have an opportunity. If, if you're not walking a Christian walk, then there's no sense in talking a Christian talk because nobody's gonna pay attention to you because you're not walking right anyway. Thirdly, we need to reach out and take today's opportunities. It says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, as we have therefore opportunity, 
as, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially those, especially unto them who are the household of the faith. We're supposed to be looking for opportunities to help somebody. We, and, and, and even in the case there, especially unto them that are the household of the faith. We're not supposed to be I mean, listen, folks, we get, we, we, we get, we get in, you know, we, we go to church, and I see so many, I see so many churches, I see so many, so many churches today, and I believe that they're more social, social clubs than they are churches. There are people that go, walk into the building, and I've, you know, I mean, you don't see it much here, but I've seen, you know, I've seen in other churches where, hey, you know, people aren't even getting talked to, but they're, they're still in church waiting for someone to help, waiting for someone to talk to, waiting for someone to, uh, to greet them. But listen, as we therefore have opportunity, we need to look. We need to look for opportunities. Even Jesus said in John chapter 9, verse 4, he says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. There's going to come a time where we're not going to be able to do anything. We're going to have trouble. I can see a time. I, you know, it seems to me as you, if you look at if you look at the world situation around and the things that are going and the anti-Christian bias, not only abroad but in the United States, we'll be lucky. You know, in ten years from now, we'll be able to even work, come out and worship openly because things are getting tough, folks. And you know why things are tough. Because I say I think we fell asleep. If we'd have spoken up, I don't think we'd be in this mess. But we allowed ourselves. Here's what we've allowed ourselves to do. We've sat back and did nothing while those televangelists were ripping people off and giving Christ a black eye. And we didn't. We didn't do anything. We didn't. We, we didn't. We 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 just sat back quietly and said, "Oh well, that's the way it is." And we did. And, and we allowed ourselves to fall asleep. But we must work the works of Him that sent us, while it is yet day. Because the night cometh. When no man can work, I think that night is fast approaching. I'm not saying it's, it's approaching us like a like a railroad like a railroad train, but it's coming. There are um, we just have to get busy and, and, and do the work, and then we're supposed to also we're supposed to remember God. While you're young. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 1 says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the, days, while the evil days 
Come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. We're supposed to, young folks, you're supposed to remember God in the days of your youth. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't remember God much in the days of my youth. It was a long time. I was well into, I was well into my 40s before I even realized what God, what God wanted out of me. I wasted my youth away. And uh, God's allowed me. God, God gave me a chance. He's the God of a second chance. And he's allowed me to work in the prison ministry. And uh, it made a huge difference in my life, just in my life. But the, but, but the difference that, 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 that the Word of God has at the prison now is, is having an impact. I mean, folks are getting saved. And hearts and lives are changing up there. And I would remind you that, uh, folks, if you have a chance, sometimes in your prayer life, just remember, remember, just remember the prison. Because they have, they have, they have it easy in a lot of ways, but they have a pretty tough life. But anyway, we're supposed to re, we're supposed to remember our, we're supposed to remember God while we're still young. We're supposed to dedicate ourselves. Remember little Samuel as he, as he, was, as he was kept waking up and he hears somebody, Samuel, Samuel. And finally, he was told, listen, next time you hear that voice, say, say Lord, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. He was a, just a young boy when, when, when that happened. And he served God from his youth. And he made a huge difference in the life of the Israelis, uh, the Jewish people, that because of that, and, and, and think about and think about Daniel. He purposed in his heart while he was a, just a young man. He purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. He would not defile himself with the. Uh, with the, with the food. Yeah, he, he wouldn't defile himself. He was going to pay the price. He, he decided the hill he was going to die on. He said, this is, the hill I'm dying, this is the hill I'll die on if I have to. We all have to have our hill. We all have to have a place to listen. We're going to stop at this point and we're going to start serving. And then uh, we need to also refuse the extra weights in our life. There's, there's a lot of things that, that weigh us down. It says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, he said, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, he says, let us lay aside every weight and sin that doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race, that is set before us. There are a lot of th- there are a lot of things that we have today, and Satan's a master at 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 these things. There's a lot of things in 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 our lives today, in our culture today, that are that are thieves of our time. You you can allow yourself to sit down and watch TV all night or all day, and 
And, and there you go, there, there goes your day. And next thing you know, it, it isn't long. And all of a sudden, hey, what happened to today? And you've accomplished nothing. Or you sat in front of that computer all day and putts around, and, or, or, or games, you know, whether it's video games or whether you go out and play sports, and sports is another thing. There are, there are people out there today, folks, that can give you the batting average of every single player on their team and their division and how many home runs they hit, and they can do all this stuff. But they can't tell you what John 3.16 says. They can't say a thing about what John... And then, and then there's, there's the thieves of our thought. That was thieves of our time. There was thieves of our thought. Worry, when we worry, it destroys our thought life. Daydream, when, we, when you just daydream and fritter your life away daydreaming. Or think about mischief. Or all kinds of things you can, that, you can, that you can allow yourself to, uh, to, to waste your time on to waste your thought life on. You know what the Bible tells us in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10, verse 5, he says that we're supposed to, oh, great. Now I can't remember how it starts, and I have that problem all the time. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 tells us something or another. There we go. Go down here a little further. This 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 verse just popped up. Second Corinthians chapter ten verse five says, "Casting down, casting down your imaginations, casting down your imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ." You know what that says? We're supposed to think about the things we're thinking about. I probably used that here before, but I think it's a great verse. We're supposed to think about the things we're thinking about. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to be on top of those things. We're not supposed to allow ourselves to let our imagination and our thought life get away from us. And we're supposed to, we're supposed to be thinking about stuff like that and say, every thought you think, is this going to glorify God? Is this something that's going to help produce for the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember now, and I've said this, I know I've said this before, but honestly, when you got saved, you joined the army. You joined the army of God. We're called soldiers. And the and the and the what's the main what's the main purpose of a soldier? The main purpose of a soldier, you could probably remember that, but the main purpose of a soldier is to take territory from the enemy. I don't care what your job is in, in, the, in, that, in that army, but your main job is to, is to be the, the best soldier you can be to help take territory away from the enemy. And that's the purpose of, Christian, of Christians today is to take territory away from Satan. And how, does that, how do we do that? We, we bring people to church. We lead people to Christ. We go out on visitation. 
we get in a ministry in the church, we, get, we begin doing something that can be productive for the cause of Christ. We need to, and, 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 and the thieves of time, the television, the computer, the com, and the games, they aren't in and of itself, they're not necessarily a sin, but they're a weight. They're a weight around our neck if we allow them if we, if we just walk in and we just allow ourselves to sit in front of a television set all day long or sit in, sit in, in, our, in our chairs with our devices in our hand and pop, 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 pop all day long. And there are people that do that. I got people at work that do that. And if I wasn't just a shelf stalker, I'd fire them, but I can't do that. Anyway, now we, uh, it also, we, we need to, we need to uh, uh, refuse extra weight, but we also need to run, our li- run with patience. It takes a lot of patience sometimes. It's a, it, takes a, it takes time that we, that we uh, that, that, see, we, we don't always seem to have patience for it. It says, it says run with patience, the race. We're in a race. We're in a race that is set before us. God's given us something to shoot for, a race to run. And he wants you to run it, but he wants you to run it with patience because we don't always have that kind of patience. It's because, you know, patience, patience will, will, will prevent discouragement. We, we won't, if we're patient with our, with our walk, we won't get discouraged. And it'll help us to, to fend, fend off discouragement, but patience also prevents, excuse me, from us being distracted. That'll keep us from, patience will keep us from getting bored and turning to the television set. Patience will keep us from, from doing those things that, that, we're, that, that our thought life and, our, and, and, and will keep us on track because we know that that, that God, we understand that God's working. We, under, we have to understand that God necessarily isn't working in our timeline. We know that, he's, that his timing is the perfect timing. And we understand that, that we, if we just got to wait for him. And we got to have that patience to, that does that. And, and, and we just, and we allow ourselves we allow ourselves to have that and just allow God to work in our hearts and in our lives. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's, it's not easy, but we have to do it. And we need to reach out. We need to reach out for better things. It says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 10, it says that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Contentment, contentment is better than having our lives cluttered up. If, our, if we're walking through our life and, and, we're, and our, our lives are all cluttered, we have no contentment. We have, we have no patience. We have none of that stuff. And the master, grabbing a hold of the master, making sure that we... That, that our day is filled with God, that, we, that we're serving God with every moment that we can. 
is better than money. God will provide money. I mean, I, I've seen that. I, we, in our family, we've seen that, how God, how God provides. How God provides. I remember, I remember when we first got down to Bible College in Texas, and uh, and we were and we got down there. We had no job. We had no place to live. We had nothing. And guess what? God provided a mobile home on the church lot for the preacher. Told us we could live there for a while. What's he do? He provides right away. And then he finally provided me with a job, five bucks an hour I was making, five dollars an hour I was making. And boy, I tell you what, I was glad for a five dollar an hour job. And we're sitting there with that five dollar an hour job and we're counting up our money and all, and we realize that, huh, I don't know if we're going to make it or not. But we decided we had, we, we had just learned we had just learned about tithing, and we started to tithe anyway on that five bucks an hour. And the very first thing that happened, the very first thing that happened when we realized that 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 one of the men in church that night, well, on just before just before Thanksgiving, just before Thanksgiving, we were sitting there, and we we were getting food from the church as we were getting our food. And Kirk Carroll, a great man of God, he's home with the Lord now, but he come up to me one night after church and he shook my hand and there was money in there. You could tell put some folded bills in there. And I, I said, well, thank you, sir, I appreciate that. And I, and I just put it in my pocket and I got in the car and I, got, I told Linda, Kirk Carroll just gave us some money. So I'm thinking, oh man, maybe five, ten, fifteen dollars. He gave us two fifty-dollar bills, and man, we could even buy the kids a little bit of a thing, a Christmas present that year, because God provided. And pretty soon, then I got a job with a bottled water company, and pretty soon, we, you know, we we we, we did good. God, because we just stayed with the stuff. We had the patience. But guess what? Linda and I said it's not easy. It wasn't easy. It, we could have easily got discouraged and, and just quit tithing and maybe even quit going to church. But we didn't. Because we knew better than that. Folks, I said all that to say this, that listen, we are in a time where it's, it's pretty obvious that we're not going to be here a whole lot longer. But we have to make sure that we're out doing due, our due diligence to bring others to Christ. We need to to redeem the time. It says, the Bible says in verse 16, redeem the time. It means to purchase that time. We don't have, we, don't, we can't buy, everybody has the same amount of time. We all live with 24 hours a day. But to 
purchase our time is to, is to basically to walk circumspectly, to walk wisely, to do what God wants us to do, to serve God in the way that, that, that he would have us to serve him. We, 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 don't, we, we can't allow ourselves. Honestly, I mean, think about it, and a lot of people have already, that, that they've wasted away their lives, and I was on the way to doing that. I mean, I, was, I got saved when I was 11 years old, and I wasted most of my life away until I was, I got, I rededicated my life at 30, and I, started, I finally started serving him like I should. I mean, as close as I should, because, you know, I was, I was almost 40. And look what I could have done in that time. Just make sure that I would go home tonight and I would just ask God, say, listen, I am not going to waste another day. Maybe you don't. Praise God for that. But if you get, if you got a... Where you're, where you're just not redeeming the time like you should, just say, Lord, I'm done re- wasting my time. I'm going to start serving you with everything that I have. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.